0: We're going to read several verses, several, that substantiate my claim and seal it in reality. (laughs) Proverbs 10.19 says this. This is one of my favorite verses. I have it memorized. I quote it often. Proverbs 10.19 says, In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is wise. You could say he who practices the pause is wise. That means when you're at work and everyone's gossiping, or making crude jokes, and you're tempted to join in, practice the pause. Think about it. And before I go any further, you have to know that. You have to know something. This is not the solution, okay? We're going to get to the solution. But this is the starting point. And this starting point could change your life. Proverbs 17, 27 says, The one who has knowledge uses words with restraint. Let me ask you a question by show of hands. This is fun. Who wants to be smarter? Everybody, raise your hand. Everybody better raise your hand up in this room. If you want to be smarter, you know what the key to it is: speak less. Speak less. When someone comes at you sideways, casting shade, getting loud with you, and that thing inside of you rises up like I'm from the 816, bro. We about to bang. Without it, remember that. Want to bang, bro? That's. I feel that sometimes. I do. With people I love. It's like, bro. <laughs> Without issuing immediate response, practice the pause. Stop and think about it for a second. Ecclesiastes 5.3 says, A dream comes when there are many cares, and many words mark the speech of a fool. Ooh, does that, does that cut you a little bit? Many words mark the speech of a fool. We've all run into the person... Um, that is almost impossible to get away from. OK it's, uh, That was mean. We've run into the person that it's really hard to get out of a conversation with them. It doesn't matter that, how many, "That's crazies," or "Wows," or "That's really cools," or "I'll pray about it so you throw in there. And if you don't know anyone like that, you may, you may be. You may be that person. The person that just keeps going, talking, 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 talking. Some people are incessant talkers. Now, listen to me. Am I saying that whoever talks a lot is a fool? No, but what I am saying is that you have a higher likelihood of being considered one. That wasn't even supposed to be funny. Proverbs 17. Listen, this is how you know everybody struggles with this. Proverbs seventeen twenty eight says this, Even fools are thought wise if they keep silent and discerning if they hold their tongues. Even fools, people who don't know much, are thought wise if they keep silent and discerning if they hold their tongues. And this should free somebody up right now. This should cut somebody's words back by 75%. Listen to me. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to act like you know more than everybody. You don't have to act like you're more spiritually mature, grounded and enlightened than everybody else around you. You don't have to act anything. You don't have to know much at all and people will consider you wise if you practice the pause. Let me tell you another story. Huh. I, uh, the, I was, invited, I was imbi- invited by a friend of mine to go hunting this week, last week. And um, I need to make this clear. It was for deer, but... He's not a poacher, and I'm not a poacher either. We had a crop damage tag. He had one. And so we're going to go kill a deer. That's, that was the goal. And um, I'm standing there. I'm just going to tell you who it was Ted. It was Ted. He, he's sitting right back there. Um, and John, Little John, you might know him by, he's actually Big John, but we call him Little John. Little John's behind me with a pair of binoculars like this. And I can hear him breathing. And <laughs> Ted is here. And he's got me set up with this gun that is like, like, do you hear all this news about the UFOs and stuff coming in? All this stuff? I think he found this gun there in one of those. I don't even, it's amazing. Cool gun. On this tripod, and I, I'm looking through the scope, and it's like 400, 300, 400, 500 yards away, something like that, between 300 and 500. And I'm sitting there, and my heart is beating, y'all. I did not expect to be nervous. I'm just standing on a field edge, middle of the day, shooting a deer. And he said, Kevin. you got it? And I looked at him with confidence and I said, Ted, she's dead where she stands. (laughs) Just immediate. Just like, do I got, she's I Never missed a deer. And, and, uh, (laughs) and so I shot three times and I missed three times. And and on the fourth time, I made connection with the deer at like 415 yards. I'm not bragging, but that's a long shot. Really impressive. Uh, 415 yards away, and it was the last bullet in the gun, y'all. And here, here's, the, here's the point I'm trying to... I, what is the point I'm trying to make with that? I didn't think about what I was saying. I just said, Ted, I'm going to shoot right now. If I could have stopped, I'd have said, you know what, Ted, I'm going to give it my best. I'm going to give it my best. This last verse puts an exclamation point on this. Proverbs 15:28. The heart of the righteous weighs its answer. Everybody say that with me. The heart of the righteous weighs its answer, but the mouth of the wicked gushes evil. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you could do that. I'm going to read it one more time. The heart of the righteous weighs its answers, but the mouth, you don't have to repeat it. You don't have to repeat it. We're, we're beyond that. The heart of the righteous weighs its answers, but the mouth of the wicked gushes evil. Why? Because it gets set on fire by hell, and it just talks without thought. Listen, I could go on and on and on and on. I only picked a few verses, but the evidence is overwhelming. Practicing the pause is all over Scripture. So, what do we do about it? Now that we have the answer, how do we respond to this? How do we do it practically? The answer is painfully simple. I told you this was a simple message. This is what it's all about. How do we do it? You ready for the answer? You want the answer? Yes. Do you need the answer? Yeah, you do. The answer is you do nothing. You do nothing. When you're talking to somebody at work and you're in jeopardy of getting pulled into the garbage and the trash and killing your witness for Christ, do nothing. Do nothing. Weigh your answer and practice the pause. When you get Google Fingers and you really want to get into an utterly pointless debate on Facebook or Instagram or any other social media, do nothing. Practice the pause. Ask yourself, does this glorify God? Does this help my witness? Or does this hurt my witness? When you're in the car on the way to church and nothing is going right and you want to tell your wife, it's all your fault, listen to me, do nothing practice the pause. Or when you totally disagree with someone and maybe they're dead wrong and you know they're wrong and you want to tell them that they're wrong. I deal with this all the time, constantly. Start by doing nothing. Practice the pause. Weigh your answer. Could I say these next words to the glory of God? You have to answer for your words. Is this me speaking or is this from the Father? Is my flesh getting in the way or am I making room for the Spirit to move? Now that we have a starting point, this is the cheat code and it's good news. Okay, this is the good news and it could set you free right now in this very moment. Listen to this. God doesn't just want to speak to you. God wants to speak to you through you. He wants to help you say what needs to be said. Look at this verse, Exodus 4.12. Now go, I will help you speak and I will teach you what to say. I will help you speak and I will teach you what to say. Proverbs 16.1. To humans belong the plans of the heart, but from the Lord comes the proper answer of the tongue. But in order for God to speak through you, you have to give him space to speak, and that starts by what? Practicing the pause. And this is something that I do every single day of my life. There is more than a handful of people in this room that have asked me a question or a concern, and my immediate response is silence. Why? I'm practicing the pause. Because I want to make sure that, that, that what I say isn't going to be weighed against me, Okay? I don't want you or the people I'm talking to to hear from Kevin. I want you to hear from God. Less of me, more of God, okay? Th- that's the whole point of, of the Bible. The, okay, the, uh, the, point of, the point of this book is not just that God loves you. This is true, and he does. Very central to the book. God loves you and gives you power to be a blessing to the world around you, not just to bless them, but to make him known to them with your words and this is an easy way to start relying on the power of God within you to give the spirit of God place to speak and work and move in our weakness his strength is made perfect and I want to see that power perfected in my words and you see since I know that my words have power and since I know that scripture tells me my tongue has the ability to be set on fire by hell I am going to pause take a second understand the situation, and weigh my answer. Why? Because I also know that if I give God some space and trust him to move, his words, he will give me his words for whatever situation I'm facing. It's a promise, okay? But that promise starts with practicing the pause. Are you guys with me? Simple message. Do I get this perfect? Absolutely not. Do I get this even kind of right most of the time? Most likely not. But I cannot tell you, I cannot count on fingers or toes how many ungodly situations and pointless arguments I've avoided by practicing the pause. I talk to a lot of people and I hear a lot of complaints and I hear a lot of grievances and opinions and theories and do this and do that, you need this, you need that. I I hear it all the time. And listen to me, if I did not practice the pause, I wouldn't have a single friend left and there would be about four people in this room. This isn't just a good idea, this is a God idea, and it's one that you should be practicing every single day. Let me ask you this question. Do you have any idea how many people you have hurt because of your thoughtless words? Countless, for every one of us in this room, countless, because we speak out of pride and contempt. That is not the gospel. That is not Christ. That is putting what you feel above what Christ has called us to do and that is to what? Die every single day. And that's an unpopular message but that is the gospel. The gospel is not accept Christ so that you can live a better life in a blessed country. That's not the gospel. Jesus says, do you want to follow me? And I'm asking you now, do you want to follow Christ? Is this, do you want the grace and the mercy and the joy? He says, pick up your cross. That's an invitation to death. He says, do you want to follow me? Do you want to come to church? You want the worship and the words of knowledge and the words of wisdom? Do you want that? Okay, do what I tell you to do and say what I tell you to say. It is complete and total surrender of every area of your life, and that includes the words you speak. Nothing less will do. That's the truth. Nothing less will do. And if you'll practice the pause this week, I promise you, you are going to find that when you take a second and give God some space, you'll realize that your immediate reaction, that thing you really want to say, is not at all what Christ wants you to say. Anybody been there? It starts by practicing the pause.